Hey, so welcome to our podcast. The goal of this podcast is really from students to other students, providing our knowledge and our experiences and hopefully benefiting future students as well as current students at Stevens um, and in other schools around the nation when it comes to that. Um, so, so our group, our collective is a lot, is a bunch of upperclassmen, mostly seniors, um, that are just, like I said, talking about our experiences and hopefully giving a little guidance to the future for others that get to listen. So, uh, I guess I'll start out by just introducing myself. My name is Jake. I'm a four to five engineer management major. Um, I'm getting my master's in systems analytics. Um, I'm from Freehold, New Jersey which is in central Jersey, which is a place. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'll argue it. I promise. Uh, and just see some of the things I'm involved on campus. Uh, I'm a peer leader. I was involved in entertainment committee, which is uh, the, the committee on our campus that runs big events and for the students around campus, um, whether that be organizing concerts on campus or buying tickets for sporting events or any other combination of things that might fall in that area. Um, I'm involved in the Gear and Triangle Honor Society on the eboard, uh, which is an honor society founded on uh, honor, fellowship, and spirit. Um, and in my case, I'm the spirit chair, so my goal is really to just talk about and hype up Steven's spirit and just develop that as much as possible. Um, and the, the final thing that I'm Majorly involved in uh, is Sigma Phi Epsilon, my fraternity. Um, I was awarded fraternity member of the year last year, um, and I've done a lot of different things on campus. Uh, not just not just Greek life specific, but stuff giving back to campus and, and just doing whatever I can to make the experience for a lot of students as impactful as possible and as meaningful as possible. All right. Um, my name is Grant. I'm a four to five civil engineering major. Originally from Gales Fair, Connecticut, but I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey. Um, I guess some of the involvement that I've had on campus since I've been here. Um, I started out in, uh, in the Black Student Union as a representative for ESC. As well for Nesby, I was a senator. And then now I serve as secretary for Nesby, the National Society of Black Engineers, which basically is a professional society that looks to help, I guess, I guess, boost involvement professionally and development for um, African-Americans. And then the Black Student Union here on campus really tries to promote diversity and, I guess, show more light on the aspects of African-American culture. And besides that, um, my most recent accomplishment, I was a member of the chartering class of uh, Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated here on campus, the Phi Theta chapter, and I currently serve as the president of this fraternity here on campus. So with that um, and the things that I've picked up from my previous uh, involvement on campus, I just look to kind of increase the little bit of diversity we have here on campus and uh, kind of <laughs> give my own opinion on it and um, educate others. So, All right. Thanks, man. Uh, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Matthew Colosino. My middle name is Steven. And yes, it was after this college. But anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I thought he was being serious. I, was I am actually a graduate uh, right now. I just graduated this recent year um, in mechanical engineering, and now I'm going for my master's in systems engineering uh, just because I like all that management and uh, optimization of people kind of stuff. Um, 
I come from Little Falls, New Jersey, but I consider myself raised between Belo Horizonte, Brazil, and here, uh, just because I have two completely different lives in these places. But um, I I identify with these two regions very heavily. Uh, and about my time here, um, I I'll start with the small stuff first. I was secretary for the Latin American Association. Um, we had some good times there. Uh, then I went on to become a morale captain for Stevenston for two years running. Um, yeah, if you don't know what Stevenston is, we'll talk about that later at some point. Um, I was also in two honor societies, Chi Alpha Epsilon, um, the STEP Honor Society, STEP being the Stevens Technical Enrichment Program, as well as Gear and Triangle Honor Society, similar to Jake over here. Um and I, my proudest accomplishment at Stevens was joining my fraternity, Lambda Upsilon Lambda Fraternity Incorporated. I, was, I served first as the social chair, then I served as the vice president, and then I served again one more time as both the brotherhood and um, public relations chair. Um, oh, and I do Zumba classes a lot around here. So if you hear about that, please stop by because it is awesome and fun. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> All righty. So now we'll just, uh, I mean, we'll get into this episode. Uh, this episode is specifically, you know, just surrounding really how much a polar bear weighs. Enough to break the ice. So <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so we're just going to be, you know... Hoping to break the ice a little bit, make this a little comfortable. Uh, first thing we're we're gonna get into, we talked about it a little bit what we're involved in, but just one thing on campus that each of us is is really passionate about and that we really enjoy doing and being a part of. Um, yeah, I guess my experience here on campus, um, like I said, I've been involved with diversity initiative and stuff like that. Um, really about I guess educating people and also learning about different cultures because. Um, a lot of the school here, the school here has a lot of clubs and opportunities to educate yourself and kind of know more about different cultures and experience different things, meet new people. Um, as well, uh, I'm passionate about opportunities for employment and professionalism. And I forgot to mention this in my intro, but I'm also part of the co-op program, which basically lets you trade in academic semesters for work semesters, and you get invaluable work experience that can definitely transcend to the next level. And for me. That was a very big opportunity for me to find out what I want to do in the world after college and, I guess, and post this degree. So that's what I'm passionate about, opportunities for education. Mm. What did you do at those co-ops? Like, what were your jobs? Um, what you, would you do? What did you enjoy? What didn't you enjoy? Um, I guess, at first, I'm not going to lie, I was not at all interested in doing co-op, which actually baffled a lot of people. And then um, I talked to a few people um, that were my major civil engineers and they kind of were like man like what the what are you, what are you doing <laughs> like you need to know what you want to do cuz i didn't realize how broad my i guess major was and so my opportunity let me better understand what i i guess want to do and narrow it down so to get back into your question specifically i worked um in new york city for my first one in manhattan and i was doing civil design and not going to lie, it was kind of boring sitting at a desk. And this is like, at some point I realized halfway through, I was like, this is what I do not want to do. And like, I don't want to sit at a desk all day and like make my office feel like a home. 
And then after that job, I went into construction management and that job was like more fun because I was at a desk, but I got to go out on a construction site and look at all like the floors go up, everything like that. And actually I helped like build like a, well not like help build, it's still getting built, but a 63 floor skyscraper in Queens, which is going to be one of the tallest buildings there. So pretty nice. Yeah. Way to flex on him, Grant. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a good experience. It was a very good experience. <laughs> no, I get you with that. Yeah, that's a that's a really big thing when you're at Stevens. You know, you have to make sure you take advantage of all the opportunities you have, even the network here. Yeah, definitely. Because um, that's how I got my internships um, at Verizon for two summers in a row. Um, you know, you I wasn't part of the uh, co-op program because um, I was part of the 4 plus 1 master's program. And to be honest... I don't want to go to school for six years. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of just wanted to find my own way through it. And then I actually, the, the way I got my internship was I went on LinkedIn, which by the way, if you haven't created a LinkedIn profile and you're at Stevens, you're kind of like screwing yourself. Right Handicapping now. yourself. Handicapping yourself really hard. Um, I went on LinkedIn and I connected um, with an old alumni from Stevens um, who went here on a master's program and he was a current, I think he was a CIO at the time. I don't know if he's that anymore now, but he was CIO. He got me, he got me a foot in the door to get, to get a phone interview and then things happen from there. So it's, it's all about, you know, utilizing the tools you have because Stevens offers a lot. It really does. And, um, you just got to take advantage of it to get what you want, really, whatever you're looking for. That is, <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that that's. I mean, you said like, you know, if you don't have a LinkedIn, make that, make that right now. Yeah. Pause this podcast, make a LinkedIn, continue listening to this podcast. Yeah, wait, no, cool pause story. it and then come back. That's what I said. Pause <laughs> it and then continue <laughs> listening. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to miss the story. We got to tell later. Yeah, but for yeah, sure, LinkedIn is a huge thing. Um, I mean, you said connections and stuff. I mean, I. That's how I got. I've been working at a company for like a year and a half now. I worked there last summer, this summer, and then throughout the school year, and I'll be working there again like in the fall. Yeah. Um, and that was because of a, a LinkedIn message based on, uh, you know, my, you know, SIGEP just kind of, I got lucky with, with one, of the, one of the older guys who was the same major as me, and he was like just uh, like get in contact with this guy because he's, he was our major and he was, you know, now he's doing whatever he's doing. And I reach out to him and he's like, you looking for an internship. And now we're, now we're here. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah. And it's, it's the thing that people have to come to terms with now is we're in a network based economy. You know, the way you get a job nowadays is by who, you yeah. know, not just what, you know, like, yeah, what, you know, is going to keep the job, but, it's it's not really gonna like you know get you the job in the first place you know you gotta know someone that's gonna give it to you you know yeah. what I mean yeah um yeah I just say like along with the networking thing like sometimes having like good people skills is more important than having like book smarts like you know oh what yeah I mean? definitely so bro. like you may have like the four GPA and like you may have like all these accolades. But you may not be able to hold like an actual conversation and be able to like communicate with people. Oh, and like nah. I noticed like through my work experiences, communication is more important than anything like you have any of your grades. Cause like you can understand all like the 
stuff in the textbook, but if you can't understand what your boss is telling you or, like, communicate effectively, then, like, yeah. you're not going to have a fun time at your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just, just, I think part of that is being comfortable talking to people and it's, yeah. you know, putting yourself, you know, when you, when you get to school and, and even after that, right? Like, not everyone comes in and they're like, oh, I'm ready to talk to 50 people right now, but just... You know, putting yourself in a situation where you get to talk to people, whether that's getting involved in things or that's just introducing yourself to people. I mean, it's a, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of comfort that I think a lot of people get from anything like that. But just, you know, when you get to school and, you know, even when you're, you know, going into your junior year, or your senior year, whatever it is, just just talking to people. And that was kind of for me, at least being a peer leader and being a part of Greek life and stuff like that put me in a spot where I was like, Oh, I have to talk to someone. So, you know, just kind of getting comfortable with that is huge. hundred percent. No. Yeah. Like, so like, I'm going to, I'm going to beat it into people. Cause like, I was kind of pissed the past <laughs> two years that I saw this, but like legit don't stay in your room. Like I, I seen <clears throat> way too many times where the attendance at clubs has been so low yeah, because just low. people just don't co- go out to things. People, people stay in because we kind of live in this society now where we, we try to be safe all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and the more you're safe, the smaller your comfort zone gets until you go to a point where you don't want to take risks anymore. And I think that's what keeps people, you know, staying in their room or just go uh, preventing them from going out. And yeah, certain people have certain anxieties about going out, which is very, very understandable. Um, but I, I do feel that putting yourself out of an environment of comfort and into an environment of growth and uncertainty is literally what's going to get you to keep on developing the skills that you probably never thought you had really. It's really like almost like to be dramatic here. It's like, it's trial by fire. Like you got to have those experiences, those mistakes, like to help build you up and like make you who you are. And like, you may not know them. And so like they come out of you, like you said, Yeah, bro. um, definitely uh, take the initiative as like, uh, younger person on campus or even just like carry that all the way through throughout you through college and life like taking the initiative and making a stand and like going out of your comfort zone really does help do you guys uh have like a specific time that you guys want to share do you want to go first jake or i'll hop in here right now right <laughs> now i'm going in uh but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had a lot of opportunities to do a lot of super cool things uh, during my, you know, Steven's career, whether that's Steven specific or it's it's being a peer leader, it's being a part of SIGAP or whatever I'm involved in. Um, and one of the things I got to do in SIGAP was go to a uh, like a leadership retreat um, down in Virginia. And and one of the experiences that we had there was like this this rope course. And it wasn't like a, a normal rope course that you would figure, but it was... Um, you know, you, cr- you crawled up like this rope la- ladder type of thing. And then you, you worked with your team and it was a lot of leaning on the 10 or 11 guys that were around you to get from one side to the other side. And it was like four consecutive things. And for me, it wasn't necessarily the, the physical taxing part of it. Um, although, I am notorious for having a bad knee, so that wasn't fun. But that's nice. nevertheless more so it was I think the mental the mental part of that. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not I'm not great with heights, so that was right Ooh. off the bat was like one thing. <laughs> yeah. We're probably like fifty feet in the air, and I'm like, wow, 
what if I fell here? Um, <laughs> but you know, I, when you have guys just hyping you up and you're, you know, when, when you're, you're just in a state where you're willing to just do things and then whatever happens happens, but you know, that there's guys around you to support you. It puts you in a much better situation, I think. Um, so I went into that, you know, just ready to go. Um, and just, re- I mean, both physically and mentally relied on the guys around me to make sure that we got from one side to the other side. And that was, that was for me at least a huge stepping stone um, because it wasn't something that I was comfortable doing. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not great with heights. So that was never something that I'd be like, yeah, let's go do this right now. Let's get on this rope course. Um, but it definitely put me in a much better spot and it, it challenged me because I wasn't only up there like, wow, I need to, I need to be confident and I need to do this so that I feel better about it. But it was also, I need to support the other people around me and make sure that they're, you know, mentally they're in the same head that I'm in, that we can all do this if we all do it together. And it's not just these guys are supporting me to make sure I can do it, but also I'm supporting them so they can do it. That's awesome. I, really I, is. I fuck with that. I really do. Um, do you have I a mean, moment, Matt? Do I have one do for have you? One? Oh, man. It's for the people. It's for the people. For everyone here that listens. Nah, nah, I hate talking like that. <laughs> 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 nah, um, I think like a big like adversity that I have. So like usually the adversities that I brew for myself are like all within. Um, so the biggest culmination of that was actually when I was training to be a TCRA for step. Um, what does that mean? So TCRA for step, if any of y'all are in bridge or in the step program or not in the step program, um, there's basically a program where, Students that are transitioning from <laughs> students that are transitioning from high school to college, uh, that you know, uh, Stevens Deems should go into this program. Um, usually, uh, they require it. Sometimes they volunteer. I when I went through the program, I volunteered to do it because I thought it was cool. Um, but my sophomore year, I decided that I wanted to be an actual TCRA for it. Now I keep throwing that acronym around TCRA stands for tutor counselor, residential assistant. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's it a lot, lot packed into one and, and rightfully so, because the job that they do is to stay with the people that they're about to bring into this college for literally nine to nine, nine to 11 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day from Monday through Friday. I don't know, Monday through Thursday, and then Friday is like 9 yeah, o'clock to like usually. 1 o'clock or something. But I was really nervous because it was something that, for me, I have a big insecurity about, you know, am I teaching people the right thing? Am I, whatever I put forward, is it going to help other people? Because I am someone that really likes um, to have things shine and have things be the best they could be. And upon prepping and training, I realized that after I learned how to do a work order or I learned some menial task, I realized that, you know, I could, I could have all this knowledge in the world, but the execution is one of, it's what's going to get me forward. You know, I, I always say execution trumps knowledge any single day. And I just had to go out and do it. And I, all throughout all the training, I was so focused on, you know, what am I going to do that's going to teach these kids to be the best version of themselves and, and really just make them into 
great people. And then I realized that, you know, life goes on and you just have to keep on, you know, you have to keep on going regardless if they take the information or not and just put it out there and do your best. And I think me stepping out of my comfort zone was realizing that I will fail. You know, I will fail. I will not have every kid be a superstar. I will not have every student be the rock star that I want them to be on campus. But I lived with that. And I realized that out of all the ones that didn't follow my teachings but still did great, I was so proud of them. And the ones that did follow my teachings and did great, it, I was still proud of them as well. It's just you got to keep on um, – yeah, I'm at a loss for words right yeah, now. Keep pushing forward. All right, I'm yeah. I'm gonna hop on go, that. Go on that, Grant. Because Mac Mac kind of Mac kind of took my thunder a little bit, but uh. um, it's okay. <laughs> so for the for the audience out there, Matt was actually my TCRA when I came in. So yeah. I was gonna tell my story about how I came out of my comfort zone. So um, that same summer, um, I read my application and I actually thought that it wasn't a requirement <laughs> to come, and so I was. I knew that it would be different for me being from Connecticut and I didn't really know the area that well. So I was already uncomfortable with that. And in high school, I was always very reserved. And so I had my reservations already coming to Stevens. And I guess coming here to Stevens and I remember when I I came to campus, I pulled up in my car and Matt was actually the first person I saw, rolled the window down, had the, the shades on and the counselor's shirt. He was just like, hey, like, this is this is where you're gonna be for the next like how long was it like uh, six weeks six to eight six to eight weeks whatever six to eight yeah six weeks yeah and so yeah. basically the whole time I was one of the only students from out of the state actually the rest of everybody else was from New Jersey so I was already at I felt a disposition and I'm usually reserved because I don't really know people I'm not a social person so I was already feeling some kind of way like I was already isolated outside of that point. And it was hard for me a little bit to kind of, like, adapt to, I guess, the language and, like, the culture and, like, how people talked. So I just want to, like, thank Matt for, like, reaching out (laughs) and, uh, I guess, making me feel comfortable, definitely. And, like, I was more comfortable by the end of the summer, and I was thankful that I had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I went through that minor uncomfortable stage, and, like, I'm kind of dramatic, so, like, it felt, like, very end of the world (laughs) and, like, very uncomfortable and, like, I don't want to go to Stevens anymore kind of thing. But after the summer, I felt much better about coming to Stevens. I had a solid friendship. I'm pretty sure everyone in that class I started as friends with, and <laughs> they helped me start my freshman year out very well. Yeah. By the way, in, in that story, Grant thought I was a narc at first. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, Matt, you had your shirt tucked in, so yeah. you did that to yourself, and yeah. you had Jesus sandals on. Listen. I did not have good. Fa- I wore I wore glass frames without the the lenses in them. That's so, a like, bad look, bro. I, <laughs> I don't know what I was going through at that time, but I started reading books and everything started getting better. So hey, like, the Ray Bans were hot though. Ray Bans. The Ray Bans were hot. Were good. The Ray Bans were hot, bro. They were good, but yeah, the shirt tucked in and the it, it gave a bad vibe and the sandals too. Yeah, no, nah, I had the Jesus three thousand. Yeah, man. But Ma- Matt really glowed up right in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's older than both of us, but it's yeah. fine. Nah, man, y'all glowing up in front of me. God damn, I'm old. <laughs> but I mean, Matt also talked a little bit about you know failure and and the concept behind that. And I think that that's equally as important as that. You know, challenging your own comfort zone is is r- seeing failure and not being like this is the end of the world kind of thing. Um, um yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like uh, 
Stevens sometimes like to continue on with the like my journey like the first semester like in like the first year of Stevens was like immensely stressful and like that's like been a thing that Stevens is like been I don't want to say like notorious for but like it's been kind of like a, a ominous kind of feeling that like the freshman year load course load is very like overwhelming and very taxing on people and so I just think that like as a freshman coming in you have to adjust and adjust quickly and definitely don't feel afraid to rely on other people to support you up and kind of like form a network for yourself introduce yourself to other people find out what they're doing and you never know because maybe like three or four years down the road you see them in another class like hey you we were in the back of programming lab that one time and like that's cool and like you can catch up with them and maybe years later after that they're at some big company that you want to work for something like that so yeah um i'll give like a little anecdote on failure um and actually like i think this is th it's crazy because every student goes through this kind of stuff um I remember it was sophomore year, um, my third semester, and I took multivariable calculus. Now, if y'all don't know what multivariable calculus is, y'all don't want to know what it is. Um, I wasn't really good at it. I, I don't think anyone is. But. Nobody's good at it, <laughs> unless you're, like, super-duper smart, which is, like, a lot of people here. <laughs> um, but I, I actually failed two out of the three exams and I was riding an F in that class. And I remember I tried going to the old professor at the time and I was like, I don't understand this. I need help with this. And he just, he called me stupid. And I was like, like what? He's like, what are you stupid? Why would you do this? And I was just like, I, I, I was so, I was just so taken aback. I was like, how could someone who's instructed to do this for me, like teach me and, and guide me on this journey. Like, how could they do that? Um, and I talked with a, a, a man who used to teach in the ME department, but now he's one of the deans. Uh, his name is Siva Thangam. And he, he's actually well, one of the, one of the coolest like people I know. And he was, he was just like, you know, just don't worry about it. Just keep on going just survive it. You'll, you'll, you'll get through it. And I remember I, I studied during finals. There was no other exam I studied harder for it. Cause I, I was acing all my other classes, but I just could not do multi. I just could not do it. And I, I remember that, that was the moment where my grit and my, my, my discipline just activated. And I said, I am going to prove everyone who's doubting me here wrong and I'm going to get this A. And sure enough, the only way I scathed a C in that class was because I got an A on that final exam. That was the only there mathematical we go. way. There we go. And That's honestly, out of all the A's I ever got in this school, out of all the B's, C's, whatever grades, that is my proudest grade. Because that was when I said, fuck everything. I'm going <laughs> to do my own shit. I like that. There yeah, man. I like that a lot. That's a good story. Yeah. Putting that work got a good result yeah that's what it's about mm -hmm. that's what it's about and i think that that's i mean you, grant said it before but just coming into stevens especially like i think a lot of people and i know i went through this a little bit um like just you, 
you get here, and I think that a lot of people that are at Stevens come in with the same expectation of high school, and they're oh. like, yeah, high school is a breeze. <laughs> you know, high school is a movie, you know? Um, <laughs> God. But uh, they, they get here, and I think that they, studying is one thing, but even just concepts and learning and stuff like that is not quite as serious in high school. So when you get here, it's like the expectation is the same, but then you you take that first test, and you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is hard. Um, yeah. So I know for me, it was the same thing. I mean, you said it was multi. For me, it was chemistry. Um, okay. mm. Chem 2 was just, that was a rough, so second semester freshman year yeah, in the rough. spring. That was a rough semester for me. Um, and I just, it. It was like that. It was one of those classes where I just I studied as much as I could. I must have put in like, like a full day of studying for each of those tests, and I don't think I did any better than like a, like a sixty-five on any of them. And it was just I don't know what it was, but it was just it was rough. Um, so for me, uh, I mean, I guess I was in that same spot, right, where it was like this is just a class that I just cannot figure out. Um, and I think that relying on resources is definitely huge and. and not necessarily like putting all your reliance on others, but definitely use what you have around you. Um, I know I've talked to a couple guys. I know I talked to one guy actually who who joined SIGAP last semester, and his whole thing was, I am awful at chemistry. I got a, I got a B in Chem 1, but that was only because I had all these people around me to study with, and none of them are taking Chem 2, so what am I going to do? Um, and, you know, he reached out to a bunch of guys that he knew and was like, hey, can anyone tutor me in Chem 2? I really need help with this. And one of the guys, you know, stepped up, and he killed all three of the tests, did fantastic. And I think part of that is just... You know, it all goes back to like that comfort zone kind of thing and just like opening up and talking to people because a lot of people are like, well, I don't want people to think I'm stupid and I don't want, you know, to have to, I don't want to have to talk to people. Um, and, you know, just, just stepping up a little bit and being like, this is what I need to do to, to be successful, right, is, is important. And I'm sure someday he'll be able to push that onto someone else. And maybe it's not going to be in chemistry that he's helping someone else out in, but in a different class that he's in where he's really good. And someone that he's talking to is not that good at that class. They're like, Hey, can you help me? And he's just, you know, he's putting the, you know, he's returning the favor, but someone else. And I think that that's a huge opportunity that, you know, I think people go into it a little afraid, but makes for a great time. With it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just want to say, like, that my own class, like, definitely was physics. Like, I did not understand that at all. Freshman year, uh, Groove, that dude that looked like, what's the, he had, like, a bowl cut haircut. I forgot who we said he looked like. From we physics? Said, yeah. He looked like Gollum. Yeah, he had, like, a little groove, like, a little, like, bowl cut haircut. Oh, my God, glasses. yeah. He had, like, a wig on. Anyway, stop, I got to stop clowning him. But he was terrible. He deserves to get clown because he would just he would just read the, the textbook slides and, like, go through them in, like, 30 minutes. And then he would answer questions at the end for, like, 10 to 20 minutes because he was so bad. I was just, like, I was, like, either. And then, like, kind of what Matt was saying about how it's weird because in high school, like, I don't know, like, my town, like, the tenure for teachers, teachers all love their jobs. Like, they love them. But then this guy in college, like, he clearly did not like what he was doing. You could see it written all on his face. And, like, to see someone, like, in a, not like a power position, but someone that's supposed to be over you and educating you with the title of professor, and they don't even want to, like, 
answer your questions or actually teach you stuff, it kind of like throws you back. And you're just like, why did I come to this institution and if they're going to treat me like this way? But then like, also I learned freshman year, you have to develop your own study style and like figure out what that is. And sometimes like, to be honest, it may not be going to lecture. <laughs> sometimes staying in and practicing, like reading a textbook or doing other things like that or talking to people is better than going to the lecture and wasting your time and having to listen to someone talk from there that they're not passionate about. Yeah. Except if it's Kevin Ryan's lectures. Go to everyone. Oh, go to every single one of Kevin Ryan's lectures. <laughs> that guy's a saint. He is the best thing that's ever happened in this school. Or that Billa. Is... Billa Mechan- Mechanics yeah, Solis. Go to all his lectures. I heard yeah. he's retiring. Really? What? I heard I heard that. I heard well, that. I don't know if it's true. Might just be a rumor. will be etched in stone soon. Billa, yeah. legend of the game. Yeah, man. He's my advisor, and he's threatened that he's going to retire every time I talk to him. So nice. I, if he actually is going to retire, I would yeah. expect it to be honest. So is your fault that he's retiring? No, he just brings it up every okay. time that I'm talking about my schedule. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like I'm trying to get into these okay. classes and graduate. And he's just like, he's like, oh, I'm just so sick of the the corporate uh, bullshit I got to deal with. And I'm just like, man, I'm just trying to get my thing signed so I can graduate. And that's all he I really care just about. just trying to shuffleboard on a cruise ship. Somewhere. I know. That's what I'm saying. Respect on that, though. That yeah, sounds nah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Nah, Not but like, I, I think like a big common theme that like we're all kind of hitting on here is that like we're we're not special. Like that's like, oh yeah, I am so normal. Not special Speak the at truth. all. I am and, so like, normal. I don't know if y'all can't see at home, but Julian just like put his like hand up and was just like fist rocking it, and like, <laughs> and, like he knows because he and I read the same book where that that concept is from. Um, if you want to read a good ass book, read the subtle art of not giving a fuck because that book will change your life. Yeah, for he's the doing it again now. Julian's yeah, man, now Julian is literally <laughs> he's doing very it again. You know, you know when like a it's my favorite book. yeah, man. <laughs> Like, you know when, like, a penguin just, like, freaking pats its shit for, like, forever or, like, puts its... All right, never mind. What a strange <laughs> what a strange analogy. I don't know. I, I just saw, like, March of the Penguins when I saw him, like, freaking out We're over We're going to let you redo uh, that one again. All right. Nah, nah. If I get, get, nah, get, get another analogy. Nah, I failed. We're going on. Except <laughs> <laughs> failure. Keep going. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, man. Uh, but, like, you know, when I when I say you're not special, like, it's not a bad thing. It's we all go through the shit. It, it, everyone's had the same problem you're having here. And that's why it's really good to talk to everyone. It's really good to go out there make those connections, really just like do all the fun stuff that this campus has to offer. Like this campus has way too many fun shit for y'all not to go. It's to. lit. Yeah. Like my favorite, my favorite thing that I ever did at this campus was Steven Stone. That was a treat and a half, bro. They, we had like, hamster ball soccer we had like just and, and it's just a if you don't know if y'all don't know what stevenston is um it's basically a dance marathon into the night 5 p, 5 p.m to 5 a.m where for 12 hours everybody does not sit down for those 12 hours and we dance to raise money for children in specialized children's hospital that's awesome. so it's 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 a fun ass time too I, and you get people from everywhere on campus coming in i remember i met um I met Alex from SIGEP that does Taekwondo. He he was he was he was there and we just bonded over that. Um I remember I played with Play Doh and mind you, I'm a really inappropriate person, but anyway. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I, I, I think like, you know, you gotta go to the fun shit around here because that's when you get your real bonds. That's when you get your real connections and friends, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that 
I think it's another thing that people come to schools and it's not just Stevens. It's, it's ever really, it's, it's every college, right? You, you get to college and a lot of people come in with the mindset that they're like, I'm here to get a degree. So I need to do that. And I'm not saying that shouldn't be your first priority. Like you are here to get, you know, a degree in whatever you're studying and that you should be doing well in school, but don't sacrifice all of your time into getting a 4-0 if that means that you can't do anything that you enjoy. Find things that you enjoy on campus, whether that's for me, it was it was playing soccer for the first two years of my time here. And it was it was running events and talking to people as a peer leader or whatever I'm doing. But just find things that you enjoy doing that you're passionate about and just do those things. Um, and definitely try new things, too, because sometimes you'll be in a situation where you're like, I never saw myself doing this. Um, and yet here you are doing whatever you're doing. I know for, for me, being a peer leader was something I never saw myself doing. Um, when I got to Stevens, I was not someone that talked to everyone on campus. Um, I was pretty quiet and I kind of relied on the people around me to, uh, to introduce me to like their friends. And then it was kind of like this, this circle of friends that I made freshman year. Um, and when I joined SIGEP, it was kind of like, well, now I have to talk to all these guys. Um, and then one you know one or two of them were like dude apply to be a peer leader so i did that and it was like well now i have to talk to all these people and it kind of it it kind of lit a fire under me where i was like i'm passionate about this i really enjoy doing this and it's fun it's so important to have fun during this experience yep. because you might not have the opportunity to do all these things in at any point in the future so just <clears throat> taking advantage of those opportunities and and really just having fun with it is so important yeah um i was talking to my my dad and like my family about like college and like they were telling me like and i would have a conversation i was like this is gonna be one of the only times where you're really free like for however long you're there at college four or five years or six however long it takes you this is gonna be one of the few times where you're actually free and you're able to do stuff in your free time. If you're studying, of course, if you're not working, doing an internship. But, like, you got to take moments like that to read, like Matt said, educate yourself. Like Jake said, uh, network and build uh, your community, stuff like that. And also, like, explore. Like, and Stevens is right near New York City. And Hoboken is a nice town. So, like, and even if you're not, like, here at Stevens, like, other universities may go to after that. You definitely want to explore the area around because once you start that 9-to-5 job, like, all you have is vacation days and, like, holidays and, like, that's tight. Like, at least here, like, on Stevens campus, like, for an example, like, you can have class, like, all in the morning. And then maybe after that, you want to go to New York City or go to Central Park and just throw a Frisbee around. You don't have to, but you can. Like, taking opportunities like that to explore and, like, actually – venture out in the world because like, no one wants to be stuck in a box well I don't think I would say most people would not like to be stuck in a box like and doing the same thing over and over and over again so like take opportunities to go outside of your cycle and like outside of your routine every once in a while that's definitely good yeah I don't know like I think like it, it's 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 great like I'm just thinking out loud right now y'all but Put like it all out. <laughs> <You're good>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it's just like there's just like a lot of things that you know you know, I, I, I recently graduated, so, like, walking down the aisle was just, like, the culmination of the four years that I had here. And, like, you know, sometimes, like, you see yourself now and you just think, like, fuck, like, I should have told myself this, like, back in the day. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, I just, like, 
I, re- I remember like now if you if you see my daily routine i actually have a morning and night ritual um it is a an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening right before i go to bed where it is just me time it is time for my body and it is time for my mind and like you know when i when i i said uh to grant before we and, and jake before we started the podcast recording I was like, taking a shower was the fifth thing I did today. And that's actually the truest thing that I that I can tell y'all right now. Um, because I actually have in my notes my daily morning and my daily night routine that I do every every day. And in the morning I meditate. I when I eat breakfast, I put on my ebook and I, I listen to whatever I'm reading right now. Currently rereading Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck because it is fresh in my mind right now. <laughs> um, but because of that habit, um, I've actually read 10 books this summer. And that's like the craziest. I, like if you would have told me uh, freshman year that I'd be a bookworm, I would have I said you were the craziest fucker in this world. Because like <laughs> I loved video games. Loved that shit. But now like I feel like video games are now more of a relaxation at yeah. this point and not something I want to uh, improve in skill, but that's just me. That's not, that's not everyone. Um, but yeah, but p- back to like what I was originally saying, it's important to take care of yourself when you're in college here. Um, because a lot of the time I did not treat my body well right here. Like, I'm not going to lie. I went to a party. I came back and really just did not take care of myself. I woke up late the next day. I went to sleep at unbearable times, which after reading, uh-huh, <laughs> I, I, I found that is it's actually bad to just be outside of your own biological schedule. It's it's actually it's, it's worse for you if you sleep in all the time and go to bed at like 3, 4 a.m. every day and not take care of yourself. And, you know, at my age right now, I'm like, I want to take care of myself. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm going to live a, a, a fulfilled and happy, healthy life. And, and that's why I started incorporating yoga into my morning routine. All, all that kind of good shit that, you know, the people who always say namaste in, in, <laughs> in, in the dojongs and stuff, they always, they always push this kind of lifestyle. But it actually changes you for the better. And I think, like, getting that routine. Not, and I'm not saying do what I do because not everything works for everyone. Yeah. Like, not, my thing will not work for you, and I guarantee it. Um, but I say find something that means something to you because if, if you, if you are not growing, you're dying. That's the, that's the basic gist of this whole thing. You know, I like that a lot. I like that, that concept. I like that you said at my age, like you're like, (laughs) you're like a 50 year old, you know, however old you are, you graduated like two months ago, 60 year old knees. But my back uh, is 80 year old now. Yeah, yeah, for real. (laughs) My back is terrible. Um, But no, I agree. Just, just finding a way to take care of your body and being a little bit conscious about that. And that is, I mean, that goes more than just physically. It's also mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know for me, I mean, since before I got to school, just like going to the gym has been like taking care of my body for me. But this mm-hmm. is the, you know, the last, uh, probably about the last year, I've been like really focused on that. And it's, it's given me the opportunity to learn a lot. Yeah, um, man, you look really buff. I'm doing my best. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I mean, it. you know, whether that's watching videos, that's reading articles or whatever it is, it, it, 
and it, it's also just talking to people right at the gym and talking to people in situations, but the entire opportunity to like really be a little more conscious about that whole thing. And when you, I mean, for me, it's like going to the gym and eating healthier, like the two big things and obviously sleep because that is just, I mean, Matt said it, but throwing off your biological clock is, is terrible for your body. Cause it just, it, you know, it, recovery periods are hugely important. And when they go from being like a, I'm going to recover overnight to it takes me a week to recover because I'm sleeping like three hours a night. Like that messes you up a little bit, you know? Um, but so for me, that's kind of the thing that I've found is, is that making sure that I get enough sleep reading a little bit, but definitely not as much as Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, you bookworm. I also, I read like mostly articles about things, not just like working out, but like sports and whatever else. So, mm-hmm. so for me, it's like, Oh, like this guy, you know, Matt read 10 books this summer. It's like, I have read, one, but <laughs> I've also read a lot of other things, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I just keep my mind sharp, especially for me and my internship this summer where I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer all day. So I want to do things besides that and just kind of open up a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how I'm doing my best to maintain my body and just eating healthy and be, being a little more conscious about those things, because I think that a lot of times they're, they're overlooked, especially when, uh, you know, at a school like Stevens where it's like, oh, my academics are super important. And as we said before, having fun is super important. But there are those also those not obvious things, but important things like taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't really speak. You got you guys covered everything on that. <laughs> one, so I'm just going to segue into something else. But um, I just want to ask you guys, like we talked about experiences and stuff like that. Um, What are you guys like? Either long-term or short-term, what are you guys, like, post-grad plans, I guess, after you leave Stevens? Or if you stay around, like Matt over here. and I can't get away from this place, bro. <laughs> they just pull me it in. sucks you back in. They pull me in, bro. You love this place. I can't lie. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I think I'll let Jake take the, take the lead yeah, on this one. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, so like I said, I'm right now I'm planning on getting my master's. That might not happen. Um, because as I said, I've been working at this company for the last like year and a half. Um, and that along with all my experiences, and I talked a lot about talking to people. Um, I found that I love talking to people, whether it's, you know, like the first time I talked to them or it's the, you know, millionth time I've talked to them and just talking about all these new ideas and different concepts and stuff. Um, and I found that, especially in like the workplace, I like talking to as many people as possible. And and I find that that's the best way to learn, right. Is to be curious and ask questions. Um, so for me, the systems analytics masters kind of puts me in this, this more narrow place than I want. Even though when I first got to Stevens, had you asked me what I wanted to do, I would have been like, I want to do data analytics when I graduate. Um, but I don't know if that's what I want to do anymore, which is kind of scary because I'm going into my, you know, my senior year. So got to figure out what I want to do soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm staying for a fifth year. If I am, obviously I'm doing that. If I'm not, uh, then I will certainly, or hopefully be in New York city. Um, no, that's a certainly working fun. it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, for real, speak it into existence. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the goal for me is, is work on that get to interact with clients and interact with my company a lot. And like I said, learn new things. And I think that there's, there's more to, to a job and to a workplace than just what your company is centered around and whether it's 
you know, Verizon or it's the company I work at Splash or it's, you know, a construction management firm, whatever it is, there's, there's still, I mean, there's people at that company that have all these different experiences that you can learn from and they aren't necessarily just the job related experiences, but I know at my job, like two of the really big things for us, uh, one of them is taking care of the earth and sustainability, which is a huge thing that we talk about all the time. Um, which is obviously, which is, so I work in an event marketing software firm, so that is not what our company is about, but it is, you know, kind of the culture of it. And the other one is, you know, goes back to that whole working out and that fitness thing that I talked about, because that's the other thing that people will talk about all the time. And it, it provides for a great, a great situation where you get to, you get to learn and you get to give back. Um, so that's kind of, whether I work at that company or work at some other company, my hope is that when I graduate, I get to continue doing exactly that and just learn from other people. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, for my graduate plans, like after I finish this year of grad school, um, I really don't know what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm being like completely honest. Like I, I feel, I feel like whatever I want to do, whatever I do in life, I want to be able to pay it forward. Um, cause I think that's the biggest thing you can do for any, any, and anything you do yep. because you know, Every, every, everybody says, oh, I, I want to I wanna get a job and get rich or I want to get a job and get a big home or I want to get a job and I want to buy this nice car. And to me, it feels like, like you, you're kind of valuing the pleasure that that kind of thing will give to you instead of valuing the journey and valuing um, how, you're, how that's going to play into your life. You know, for me, I'd, I want a job where the culture and the people around my office and my workplace allows me to be totally welcomed and invite, <clears throat> invited to just, you know, just connect, you know, and do so, and, and make sure that the place that I work at is doing something like good for, for the world. And I, I mean, at some point, of course, I'd want to own my own business, but do I know what that is? No. Do I know what I want to do going forward? No, I don't think anybody really has any idea of what's going to happen next. You could be the, you know, millionaire stockbroker in in Wall Street, and I still wouldn't believe you if you told me this was going to be the best thing for me to do, to invest in or whatever. Because life just doesn't play out like everyone expects. You know, it's and and I and I and I've kind of because I used to tell people growing up in the past four years, because that's what I did. I grew up, I was very different <laughs> back then than I am now. Um, I used to tell people, oh, I want to be the next pioneer in um, solar energy because I feel that's going to be the best thing for our earth. And I realized I didn't say that because I wanted to do that. I said that because I wanted people to think that I was doing something noble. And I felt myself kind of slowly getting into this phase where I was like, this is, this is such an empty thing for me that I don't want it anymore. And I kind of went on this kind of deep thinking phase of what do I want? And after that, I just realized I want to make a difference. I don't care what it is. I just want to make a difference. And if that involves me fucking 
owning some sort of garbage disposal industry or like <laughs> cleaning up shit at the zoo. Like, I don't care. Like, you just making some sort of effort to help the next person and make this world better and understanding that, yes, we all like have these different struggles in our lives, but to understand each other and to really help each other is, is, is the most important thing to keep your sanity going forward because you put your money in is you put your value in money and the money's not there tomorrow. What do you have? Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Not a damn that. thing. I love that. That was that was deep, Matt. For real. Yeah, get, but um, I get like that. Sometimes. I'll get yeah, you get like that. <laughs> That's okay. I'll I'll share mine. Um, like kind of like Matt said. Um, kind of like what Jake said. Um, I I don't know really, but um, I kind of know. I want to do something involved with construction and along Matt's line. I definitely want to um do something where I build uh facilities or just like apartments something like that where it actually benefits the right people and it actually like helps them out and like it doesn't like take advantage of um certain like demographics like I, like i really don't like gentrification right now like i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be very abrupt with it like how the apartments are going up in certain communities and they're pushing people out because they want to create a quote-unquote better environment for people and stuff like that and like it really is kind of messed up because especially like through Hoboken, I'm sure you guys have seen like all the homeless people that mm-hmm. like are here. Yep. And I was like, we can't even like provide a uh, shelter, but we can put up a new building in like, like less than like, oh, like a couple months or like a couple, a year or so like that. The coffee house crazy. apartments. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that. So, um, long-term that'd be my goal definitely to help out. And like, if I want to get a master's degree, I'm trying to get a discount, honestly, because <laughs> Y'all know Stevens expensive as hell. <laughs> yeah. Like Stevens is facts. The tuition raised up actually. Did yeah. y'all know that? Yeah. How much I did. was it again? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It has to do with inflation. The metric is a lot. Always has to do with inflation. 70 now? Okay. 70? 70. Okay, yeah. It, it raised up, y'all. Just let that be known. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I forgot where I was going with that. But um that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot of money. Stevens, like the, the like tuition is just crazy. But um Back to what I was talking about with construction, like, I just don't like how the price of living, I feel like, in a nice apartment is ridiculous, Bro. which is insane, because, like, I, I want to live, like, in this area, I like this area, like Matt said, and I want to be around it for a while, but the price of living over here is, like, ridiculous. Bro, if I could have this environment, but in the price of Texas, I'd do it in No, Texas is crazy, yeah. Right? That's crazy. You can get that's, like a bunch of stuff. That's a lot of places outside of New Jersey and New York. That's like New York's even worse, right? Like I, yeah. I, I got this one dude that I work with who's uh, one of the other interns, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm paying fourteen hundred a month. So fourteen hundred for for himself, oh my and then God. his roommate is paying seventeen hundred. So thirty one hundred for." It's a single bedroom apartment. Single so bedroom? So one of them lives in the single, the guy, the, his roommate, and he lives in the living room. Oh, my God. And he's paying $1,400 a month to live in the living room of an apartment in Brooklyn. That's sick. And I was like, that is, I don't even know what to say. That's I was like, I don't, why are you still there? Bro, that's like a, that's like a 30, 40K rent a year. Yeah, that's sick. That's a mortgage payment, bro. That's, that's, that's someone's low-end salary. <laughs> bro. 
But um, yeah, the price of living here, I like to live here ideally, and like I want to get a master's. I've been told specifically by Billa that a master's here in my degree is trash. So <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get it here, but Billa ideally, really I definitely want like a discount of some kind. Uh, uh, that'd be ideal. And then mm-hmm. um, construction-wise, like my current co-op, I like going to opportunities where I educate myself. I learn about new things. Like my new job in Raritan, New Jersey, um, where Johnson Johnson is. Uh, Jansen is an affiliate of Johnson Johnson, and basically they're developing a new blood cancer research facility, uh, CAR-T therapy. And so Damn. it's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, right? Even that's, that's, that, that's for real. That's cool. Yeah, that's that. the like, whole mission you got there, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I hit it all right there. So it's kind of cool, like, seeing it'll go up and, like, um, the facility and, like, all the machines that go into it and, like, the money that goes into it. Uh, it's pretty cool, and like I can explain car T therapy, y'all want me to, because it's kind of nerdy, but like it's kind of cool at the same time, mm. and I kind of want to explain it. So I'm gonna go. So go basically, go it's a blood cancer research. So basically, um, you're familiar with blood cancer stuff like that. So when a cancer cells in the bloodstream, it attaches like to the white blood cells and the red blood cells, and it just transforms them completely. So to combat that in your bloodstream as well, there are antibodies. So what car T therapy does is you extract your blood and take it out. And so your red blood cells, I believe your white blood cells too, have certain receptors on them. And usually the cancer cells go to these receptors and that's how they change the red blood cell into cancer. So CAR-T therapy is blocking those receptors on the red blood cells with an antibody. Then the cancer can't hop onto it. And then it's easier to eliminate the cancer when it's not like on something else already. It's already, you need in your body. So it's kind of cool. I fuck with that. It's on a clinical trial basis. There's a couple other companies that are trying to do it, but Johnson & Johnson is trying to develop it now for the long term. And, like, only people that use it are people that are, like, at the end of their cancer journey. So that's unfortunate, mm. but it's pretty cool. Oh, I like that. So it's it's getting about close to the end. It's about, like, 57 minutes. So uh, how about we wrap up with, um, you know, this is going to be, like, really surface level oh, right man. now, but, like... <laughs> Like, what's your favorite spot in Hoboken to just, like, hang up? Oh, my favorite spot. Yeah, man. Like, to eat or just, like... Like, spot, bro. Mm. Like, the, the the location that you prefer in Ooh, Hoboken. That's hard. The location that I prefer. All right, I got it, I got it. This is, this is like, the most, like, typical... I, I've been to Hoboken twice, and this is my favorite spot answer. <laughs> um... But every day on my way back from work, you know, I take the path train into work every day. So I walk to the path station. Um, so I walk I'll, on my walk towards there. I walk on River Street. So I don't walk right on the water. Um, but on my walk back, one of the other one of the other interns who's also a Steven student, um, he's really big on every single day. He walks right by the water and walks all the way down. Until he hits Stevens and he goes up and does whatever he does. Um, And for a while, like the first couple days, I was like, all right, I'll walk with you because it's like, that's fine, whatever. Like, you know, like I'm not going to walk by myself if we both took the same train back or you're talking the whole time. So I was like, yeah, I'll walk with you. Um, And probably after like going a week and a half, I, I realized that part of that walk and the reason it's so enjoyable is just because you're right there. You're right. You can see the city. Like we can see the the building that we work at when we're walking down there. But it's just for me, it's very peaceful just being 
down by the water and it's not necessarily one of the peers although i think both of them are fantastic but it's just being right by the water seeing everything that like taking in everything that's going on right down there and just being very very calm about everything that's going on i like that (laughs) (laughs) i like that too what's your favorite spot that actually like goes with mine because like uh matt knows about the the pier oh Uh, boy yeah where uh (laughs) Stories where, um, uh, I'll be honest, like, we were probably <laughs> out in public drinking. We should not have been. But um, <laughs> I like the... That's incriminating. The, what? Oh, yeah. It's very incriminating. incriminating. It's just very honest. So <laughs> the pier down by, I forget where it's across from, like, the, um, no, I remember. Y'all the big were playing, building. Y'all were playing Pokemon Go. No, yeah, no. we were playing Pokemon Go down there. We'll just say that. <laughs> and I like going down there and, like, clear my mind. Or anywhere really on the water, late at night, or anywhere I could see New York. Also, like, Castle Point and... The new Babio patio. Ooh, yeah, ooh, the new ooh, and shiny. Ooh, yeah. shiny Twishing got and all of that, yeah. <laughs> 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 all the 70,000 that everybody have. <laughs> but uh, anywhere where I can see spring. New York, really, because, like, I, I say it sometimes just, like, to be funny that it gets corny sometimes, but, nah, it never gets corny. Seeing New York City, like, that nighttime or during the day, it's pretty, pretty fucking cool. Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> the people who say they get used to it are just people trying to get attention. That's, that's it. That's me. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's it. the fact. <laughs> That'd be the truth. How about you? Oh, my favorite spot. Oh man. So my favorite spot, goddamn, it is actually gonna be by the water. But for the win. <laughs> but it's actually in a specific spot. Um, because there is a certain rock by the pier you know the pier where uh sixteen handles is at? Like that area? Yeah. Yeah, down near like shipyard and yeah, uh, like right around there. Area? Area? Yeah. So, like, there's this rock that um, goes, that, like, sits right on where, like, that rocky shore is. And, like, you know, like, the fence that you're not supposed to hop. I hop that uh, shit, and I just sit there. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of incriminating shit tonight, right? (laughs) Um, But, like, literally every single great and bad memory that turned great happened there. Like, that was where um, I went to think about the time that, you know, my aunt died while I was in college. That was the place I went to um, receive my my news that I got an inter an interview for Verizon and and turn things around from there. Um, that was the place uh, I actually kind of like for for lack of corniness for no for for just like not I'm gonna be corny right now just so y'all know like that's yeah. where me and my girlfriend kind of just like like met and like actually like came together Uh, i love her by the way like she's cool as fit you'll see her too you'll see her too she's in pl jake he's looking at me yeah i'm looking at jake right now yeah but anyway i know her so that's why but but any (laughs) (laughs) i don't know her (laughs) but um but and that was actually the place where i remember i remember this memory so clear i had i just had a lot of stress um, my senior year, and I was just like, I told everyone, I was like, I need to go just take a walk. So I took a walk, and I sat on that rock, and I never remembered meditating so hard to the point that somebody thought I was actually dead, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like like sitting on the rock. And at that at that point, I was like, that was when my whole perspective and my whole life just kind of like turned around for myself and I think like 
it's that fucking rock, and I can't get over it. It's always the you same. You really can't leave this place. <laughs> it's that goddamn rock, <laughs> that rock bro. Grant, do you know what rock he's talking about? I think I know exactly what rock he's talking about. Yeah, actually, man. that's the funny part. I have yeah, no man. idea. That's the funniest part. I don't know, I can show I don't know you. what rock he's I can talking show you. about. I'll show you my life, bro. You can pull up on Google Maps and like zoom in on it. And look I'll down show on you it. right now, bro. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. All right, we're ready to wrap up. As Matt said, um, I just want to be clear. These guys did some questionable stuff. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I'm in a room with criminals. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope that you guys can listen to some other podcasts, um, some other episodes, and just get more knowledge, get to know us better, and, and just understand the culture here better. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care, y'all. Peace and love, not Peace power out. and anger. Ha, ha, ha.